Hello, welcome back to How to Rewrite Your Stars. This is Benjamin Fincher with Starlight Mentoring. Today, joined by Kate Davis from, I know you just said the place name, it starts with an A. I want to say Anchor, but I don't think that was even really close. No, Aster. Aster. Ascot. 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 Ascot in the UK Isles. How would you even, um, how would you describe like if you were introducing where you were from, how would you say that? So I, so I live in, um, I live in, in England. I live just west of London, very near Heathrow Airport and very near Windsor where the Queen lives. That's the, that, that's the, that's the kind of the quickest way to, to zoom me into where I live. <laughs> Sweet. And she was just telling me before we got started about how there's this particular race, I think you said that it gets done, uh, each year in June that mm. is just a short ways away from where she lives and lots of people show up that week. <laughs> yes. So yeah, Royal Ascot is a big, big part of the racing calendar in the UK and um, all of the celebrities go and all of the, uh, the sort of the, the, the British society, all of the, the aristocrats and the influencers and all the, everybody turns up with the top hats and the big, the, the top tails and the ladies in their finery. And it's quite, it's quite a spectacle, but you kind of avoid my town unless you're going because it's so busy. <laughs> Right. And when you say racing, like, I'm not sure if I'm getting this right, but is that horse racing? Yes. Yeah, definitely horse racing. Yes. No more than I <laughs> give myself credit for sometimes. Uh, but I'm very lucky where we live because in fact, we, we, we walked the dogs. I have two dogs that are in strict instructions to, to leave us alone while we're talking today. Um, but I walked the dogs around the race course today. So we actually just walked walk the whole course um, in the rain, which wasn't quite so delightful. But I'm very lucky that I live in the countryside, very near to London. So I've kind of got the best of both worlds. It's a really it's a really good place to be. Yeah, I have no idea what traffic's like over there, but I imagine it's pretty easy to get to town relatively no, from where you live. You I, you wouldn't want to drive in London unless you really had to. It's it's nose to tail and not very nice. So, uh, well, it probably isn't at the moment. We're in full lockdown. We were just talking about this. We're in full lockdown at the moment, at the time of recording. So it's very quiet in the centre of London. <laughs> but... Um, but yes, that's where we use public transport. That's where the train is much better. Uh, right. Yeah. And be over here in the United States, I'm just like, oh, yeah, you just get in your car. Yes. <laughs> you you yeah, might take no. the bus or you might take a bike, but <laughs> you just get in your car. <laughs> you want to go into London, don't, don't take your car. No, no, no. No, we're really lucky. We're just less than an hour. We jump on the train and less than an hour later, we're in, in central London and you know, the train service is really good. So we're really lucky that we can, that we can be up in town, you know, when the doors are open and everyone's allowed to mingle again. Um, but I, I know that I am happier in the countryside where I've got greenery and big skies. I love a big sky, um, greenery and big skies and water around me. We're not by the coast here, but there's lots of very big lakes and things like that. So, um, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I get to do that and have, right enough of london go and enjoy my bit of london and then come back in come come home again <laughs> right so it sounds just like something my wife would really enjoy because she grew up in a very small town uh mm. here in utah and she jokes with me she's like particularly after like a hard day at work or a 
frustrating drivers or whatever. She's like, you know, that's it. We're moving to the mountains. Not going to be around anybody. <laughs> Not going to have neighbors for like five miles. We're moving out. <laughs> I'm yes. like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little bit busy for her around here, but there's lots of lots of places to escape from from here, you know, within five minutes walk, I can be in the middle of the countryside. So I'm, I'm very lucky. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Well, before we get too deep on our conversation, which I like the way we're going already, just to give the listeners a little bit of a intro on Kate. Kate is a transformational business coach. She works with purpose-driven service providers to help them find their zone of genius, find their own path and move from overworking and underpaying themselves to leading their own business and living their one big juicy life. Uh, I like the end of that bio. For you, what, what is a one big juicy life? So that's a really good question because for, for me, my version of one big juicy life will be very different to, to what your version of one big juicy life is. And the one thing that, that is I'm really passionate about is finding what finding what your groove is, finding your version of your one big juicy life. Um, and so I work with, I, uh, as you say, I work with people who are very purpose-led, who are very heart-led. Um, and I work with most predominantly service providers. And the, one of the sort of the downsides of being a, a, a service provider, whether they, that, whether that's, um, I work with a lot of creative people. So I work with a lot of photographers and branding designers and other coaches and um, all sorts of people like that. It's very hard when you are, when you are in a service industry to not then fall into that trap of being a people pleaser and being, and following yeah. the path that you are sort of expected to lead and and that was very much my story of of falling into the path that I thought I should be um and so for me now being able to help people see that big vision that they want for themselves um and that they want for the world as well and being able to live their life on on their terms and work out what one big juicy life means for them um, that you know that's what lights me up that's what gets me really overexcited and means i get to do this every day of my life which is the best thing possible right what does it mean for me it 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 means to be able to follow the path that is inside me rather than the noise that you that is around us all the time that the chatter in our own heads our own limits and, and our own uh, you know the, those those thoughts that are there to kind of try and keep you small and try and keep you in your comfort zone mixed with the noise of the world outside and people's expectations and what society is saying and what your parents may have said to you what teachers said to you in the past or you know I've, I've two young children you know the mums at the school gate what the noise that noise all sort of ends up swimming around in your head <clears throat> um almost like a um you guys don't have the Beano in the in the US, do you? Uh, like a cartoon. You imagine like a cartoon um, fight that goes on, uh-huh. and it turns into this kind of one big dust cloud with like an arm poking out and a, and a leg poking out here. And I always think of that as our kind of our our main thoughts that go around in our head a lot of the time. That, as I say, you know, you got limiting beliefs, and you got what other people say, and what will other people think, and comparing yourself to everybody. And this is this just this big fight that's going on in your head. And to be able to kind of clear all of that away and listen to what's actually going on for you 
thinking from the inside out because if you can go inside to come back out again when you come back out again you come back out in with so much more resonance because it's you and if you're truly happy and you're truly aligned to what you're doing you're going to be happier your message is going to be clearer everything is going to be just you know flow and ease they, lots of people talk about flow and ease but it gets an awful lot easier when you're doing the thing that you love and the thing that you're passionate about um so yes being able to, to to stand up fully in that place and do the thing that that makes you really happy from the inside out that's what we're living your one big juicy life is all about excellent i really like that definition I also like the example you brought up of the dust cloud, cartoon characters fighting and how that happens in our head. Cause I think that's a really, really good example of that. And what's funny to me is thinking of usually in those situations, like it'll either end in one of two ways. One, everyone finally gets tired out and there's two black guys and now all of a sudden some bandages out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> some yep. scrapes, scuffs and all this or to one or two other people will come along say they're friends of one of the guys that got in the fight or even um some police officers is what comes to mind of people <laughs> come along and they just literally walk from the left side of the screen past the fight grab someone out of the middle of it and finish <laughs> off to the right side of the screen and disappear off screen exactly, exactly <laughs> and, yes and then either the dust cloud remains or now there's just one person standing there just like wait what just happened with the stars floating around the head <laughs> right right <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Funny how cartoons are so similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, and that's what's going on in our heads all the time. Yeah. That's what, really, I mean, it's no wonder, any, you know, it's, it's no wonder, you know, I, I keep referring to lockdown because obviously it's, it's very... It's very real for, for us for, today. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when, when, you're, when you're sitting at home and when you're sitting in your own space with your own noises all, 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 all the time, um, I think it's it's easier because you don't have the, the the voices from the people that you meet on a regular basis, but you do have the people online who you're in contact with and all of that noise. Very then very hard to then cut through that noise and listen to what's going on inside um, and really being able to trust that to trust that voice. And, and, and even as well, it gives us a lot more time alone with ourselves. The, if we haven't learned how to break up those fights in our head, we might fight ourselves. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it might not be someone else's voice, but it might be our own voice going against our own voice or just a previous voice having got in there and just mm. fighting with us. And we, we don't have someone else that we talk to on a regular basis necessarily that breaks up the fight for us. Yeah exactly that um and i think uh, that's a, that's a, a really good way of putting it having some having somebody else to be able to do it or some way to to learn how to do it yourself um 
is incredibly important to be able to cut through through that noise because otherwise you know your your limiting beliefs your mind monkeys um because i work i work as a, as a business coach i call them up level devils so when you're taking yourself to your next level it's the it's that like the angel and the devil on your shoulder the devil that's whispering in your ears and saying you're not cut out for this and really you who's gonna who's gonna listen to you who's gonna do that you're not as good as x person or that person those voices in your head along with all the other voices that you hear outside that can be quite deafening if you're if you if you if you can't get it under control and as you say if you haven't got somebody else to talk to talk through to cut through that noise and if you haven't got coping mechanisms to do that yourself it can be really tricky yeah and even i'm just thinking of uh, because my sister's a writer and so Mm -hmm. she um comes up with all these different characters and i just had this idea for like a like from the x-men the mutant that has all these different powers and thinking of this one example that i don't know if there's already some character out there that exists like this but thinking of this type of superpower power that someone that has a form of telepathy but it hasn't like mastered it yet so they just have all these voices bombarding them and they have to like their character arc of, de- of their personal development and their story is they have to figure out how to identify their own voice and learn how to silence out the other voices like, oh i like if, that yeah if that hasn't been done yet whoever's listening like that's free game unless it's not done already <laughs> yes, i like that because there's oh i'm not very good i'm not very good on my character names but there is the the, the blue girl isn't there or am i mixing there's well, there one who can hear other people's voices but i like the idea of them not being able to hear hear their own voice in the in in the melee um and yeah. not being able to cut cut through that's I, th- I love that idea i think that's a brilliant idea <clears throat> yeah um and i feel like the reason that those superheroes we relate so much to them is because it's like oh what would it be like if i had that superpower and to think of someone that has the same problem that we experience as we were mm. just describing and just be like okay well how did they learn what their own voice was how did they silence out those other voices how did they learn when to listen to them how did they learn which ones to just completely shut off how did they learn to use that to their advantage Mm. like that's a whole story (laughs) it is and it's and it's and it's the story that we're all battling with every day as well that it takes it, it takes a lot of it takes the knowledge, but it also takes the trust in yourself to to do that and to listen to yourself. Um, and that can be very scary and can be very daunting and can feel very uncomfortable to actually oh, sit yeah. and listen just to you, not listen to anybody else, not listen to any of the other noise. Just what do I have to say to the world? What do I have to say to myself first? Um, how can I how can I best show myself love and respect and i think if you can come from that place of showing yourself love and respect it sounds very simple it's often the hardest thing to do in the world it's much easier to go along with the flow it's much easier to do what you know what the person you know that, that you perceive as two steps in front of you oh, i'll just do what they're out in the noise and actually listening to what what is it that lights you up what is it that that really gives you your that essence of of, of you i don't know if you've seen talk, talking of films um 
have you seen Soul yet? The the new Disney Pixar film. I haven't. It's kind of intrigued me, but haven't had the opportunity yet to oh, watch I, it. Oh, I absolutely. I loved. I love it. If I mean, if I watched it with my children, then they were both bored. Um, but I don't know whether that speaks more about them than it does about the film. I love it. I think I've seen it four times since Christmas Day when it was released. Um, and sort of cutting cutting a long story short, not to not to ruin the story for you but it's um about this uh musician um he always wanted to get the into the the big time jazz musician he never quite makes it and he's a middle school uh music teacher and so you can imagine the kind of the noise the noise that he gets to listen to every day um and he gets his big break and then immediately has an accident and his soul just, you know, basically disappears and has to then go and go and find other souls. And it's, it's, and that all happens in the first 10 minutes. So I haven't ruined the whole film for you, I promise. <laughs> it's, then, it's then the journey of the soul rather than the journey of the man. Um, but it's very much focused on finding your spark. Um, and I talk, I talk a lot about, about purpose and a lot talk a lot about your why um but that word purpose is very difficult for a lot of people because it feels very heavy it feels very um i had a client once who was who said oh i can't i can't think about purpose because i don't want to solve world world hunger of course i do want to solve solve world hunger but i I can't do that on my own and, and that feels too heavy and i can't do that um and actually finding hers made her realize that actually she doesn't have to change the world to change her life and that was the thing yeah. that changed it for her so so uh, whilst I talk about purpose-driven people I actually like to keep it much simpler than that and, and and work out the why why do you get up in the morning why do you do what you do why do you why do you want to do this thing or that thing what are the things that bring you joy the simplest things in life that bring you the most amount of joy are often the biggest signals to what you should be doing and i don't like that word should but 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 what you what you are what you are drawn to be to to do what you are what you are meant to do um and i've heard sorry i'm just i'm just looking down at my favorite mug i'm english so therefore i'm obsessed with tea it's it's a thing (laughs) I am a complete, you know, I'm, I'm a complete archetype as far as that's concerned. But I have my favourite mug with me, which is which is by accident. But it's a very brightly coloured mug for, for, for your listeners. Um, uh, it's white with very bright, brightly coloured letters on it. it. just says, do more of what makes you happy. And I think for me, being able to to do that and be able to go inside and listen to listen to your inner voice, listen to what makes you happy, the simplest things what makes you happy and why do they make you happy? Do more of those things. You will be on that path to, I don't mean enlightenment, but it, on that path to living more, a more juicy life every day. Um, because we, you know, we get one life on earth and we need to make as, as juicy and as um, full of, full of joy and full of compassion and full of love and full of all the good things that we can possibly cram in there. Um, like one of those, one of those enormous, in fact, juicy oranges that you can't wait to get get in there and squeeze. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think, and, and I think that's the thing. And for for me, that wasn't always the way. That always wasn't always the case. Um, I wasn't. I did all. I did all the things we we were talking earlier on about. Um, 
being a service provider and being and falling into that trap of being a people pleaser and falling into that trap of listening to those other voices. And that's definitely how my life was for a very long time. Um, you know, going back from, from childhood, I'm, I'm one of three children. Um, I have an older sister, an older brother and me. My older sister is the creative one, the labels that we put on people. She's oh, yeah. the creative one with the bunny ears around that word. Um, he, he was the hard worker and I was the academic one. When, of course, in, in truth, we're all creative and we're all hardworking we're all, and we're all clever. The three of us, you know, we're, we're, we're all pretty awesome human beings. We all are. But those labels that stick to you. So therefore, I was the I was the academic one. So therefore, I should go and do the academic thing. Yeah. So I went to university. I then went to law school. I qualified as a as a as a solicitor, as a lawyer. And I loved studying it. I loved studying studying the human behavior and how people how people react under under stress and how how things can go wrong. Um, that's I found that fascinating. I hated doing it myself. I hated being the bad guy. God, I hated it. Always, always being the person where if they had to employ you, something had gone wrong and therefore they didn't like you from the get go. Didn't matter how hard you worked or how nice you were, you were, you were the bad guy. Right. Um, so, so I did, I did all the things that I should do. I've always been a talker, as you can probably tell. Um, I've always yeah. loved debating things I've always loved getting into a really big juicy conversation um so again so I was just well you'd make a great lawyer all right I'll go and do that and then I realized one day that um I had a bit of an of an epiphany uh, where I was standing at the tube station one day on my way into work and as the tube came closer I didn't I did I wasn't it wasn't a question of trying to kill myself or anything like that, but I was like, oh, if I could just hurt myself badly, I wouldn't have to go into work today. And it was like someone had thrown a big bucket of cold water over my face. And I was like, hang on a minute. This is, this is off. This is just completely nuts. So I thought, hang on a minute. If I'm so miserable at work, and I don't think I'd really realised that I was that miserable at work, but that thought of, well, if I, just, like, if I just broke my leg or something, that'll be all right. Then I wouldn't have to go to work for a couple of weeks. I mean, that's just bonkers isn't it yeah um and that uh, you know and that made me think oh, no, i know i can't do this anymore i can't do that anymore so i rebelled but because i'm a good girl i rebelled in a good way <laughs> in a nice neat and orderly fashion um i went off and i i followed my elder sister who's the creative one um into live event management uh, but she was doing the creative stuff and she was inventing things and she was working out how to make the car appear at the motor show while she was making, she was, I did the, I, I did the very logistical stuff. I did the organizing and making sure that everybody would be in the right place at the right time. And they were all fed and there were lots of spreadsheets and I could measure everything. <laughs> so, so even when I rebelled, I did it in a very boring way. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, I'm not like, going to be doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm going to be doing that. Exactly. It's that. not quite as exciting or boring, <laughs> but different. Exactly. It'll be going to be boring and regimented in a slightly different industry. Um, and actually, I loved doing it. It was great fun. I got to meet incredible people and I got to travel the world and go and sit in, in a production office in, in the, into the bowels of a building for three weeks and then go home again. Um, but I... <laughs> 
still, honestly, that talk about the women at the school gates and they would all say, oh my goodness. So I'd be in Dubai one week and I'd be in Barcelona the next week or I'd be in Chicago another week. And they'd be like, it sounded so glamorous. But you literally, you fly there with a whole great big, you know, massive bags full of all sorts of stuff that you're going to then be disseminating amongst the amongst the people who are coming um and then you don't get to see daylight for three weeks and then you go home so it's not as glamorous as it sounds but i loved it i did love it in my nice safe little world um i got to glimpse what what other people were doing with their one big juicy life um and for a long time that felt like i was doing it and then for a number of reasons, not least the, the two wonderful human beings that I gave birth to the other side of that door. Um, you can't be traveling hither and thither when you've got small people. Um, yeah. Or you can be, but I just, I decided I didn't want to be because I didn't want to be missing. You know, I did miss my daughter's first steps. Um, thankfully somebody recorded it for me, but you know, I missed that moment. She's had plenty since. But, you know, but it's right. still that those are one of those moments where you think, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? So I came home and I thought, OK, my husband was up for a big promotion at work. OK, well, why don't we do this? The kids are very little. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the stay at home. Mom. He can go for the big promotion. And um, and again, so I now I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing this. But again, even when I was being the sensible person, I still was like, I can't, I can't sit still. I can't sit still. I can't sit still. So obviously me was trying to come out all the time while I was doing all of these things, but I didn't listen to what was going on inside. I didn't listen to that voice that was desperately trying to kind of break out and go, no, don't do that. Do something more interesting. Um, take up more space. Uh, so I joined the PTA. Into a box. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, right. I'll join the PTA because that's what you do when you're a stay-at-home mum. So of course, being me, I then ran the PTA. Um, don't 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 put a, a very bored ex-event manager in charge of the PTA because all of a sudden everyone was doing all sorts of things they weren't expecting. <laughs> 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 I'm sure there were an awful lot of comments behind my back about she just stop doing things yeah i'm sure um but don't and again, you enjoy just, it <laughs> come on everybody come on let's keep going <laughs> i must have been nauseating i mean <laughs> at least you're aware oh yes oh i think because there's so many out there that just aren't no that's yeah that's true i think i was aware at the time but i think i was enjoying myself so much i didn't dare, i didn't dare stop <laughs> Like, sorry i'm not going to stop though <laughs> carry on um but but yeah so so every time that i would i would be like no i'm going to go and do something sensible the 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 in the inner me would be pulling and struggling to get back out again and actually kind of having having that kind of epiphany moment when i was i mean it's about four or five years ago now where eventually dawned on me that none of the things I was trying, you know, I then went and got a proper job where I was working nine to five because it fit in with the children and I had, you know, the pension and the, you know, great benefits and the, all of that sort of thing. Again, loved studying about, it was about change management and human behavior. Loved it, was bored, silly doing it. And also I'm not very good at, at somebody telling me what to do. I don't, I, I don't know if you can tell that, but I'm not very good at that. <laughs> 
I'm not I, I, working for somebody. I, I was just talking with uh, some friends last night and um, I was like, yeah, I'm like, try to figure out what I'm doing right now. And they're like, well, have you thought about substitute teaching? And I'm like, no, I haven't. But even just thinking about it for two seconds, I don't think I'd like it because I like, I teach how I teach and teachers in the public school system don't teach how they want to teach. No, <laughs> no, no, there are, there are rules and there are in this, I mean, certainly in the UK, there are, you, you know, this on this, this day on this week, you teach this thing and this way and this, you know, anything outside of that there just isn't time there isn't time for you to be doing all of those things because you have to stick to the curriculum um yeah yeah no it, it, trying to trying to fit into a box that doesn't fit you is the surest way to drive yourself nuts it really it, is right and that's part of the reason i know i decided i wanted to be a mentor is because mm. i get to decide the curriculum i get to mm. decide how I'm going to teach. I don't have to be shoved into someone else's box and said and told you have to do it this way. It's like, no, I get to do it my way and help how I am. Um, like help in my genius. Yeah. Help from my genius. Mm. Yeah. And that's... It, it, going back to what you said earlier about the, waking up to what you love and what purpose what what why do you get out of bed in the morning really interesting because yesterday was an interesting day for me so not last night but two nights ago um Hmm. something came up and got kind of emotionally imbalanced kind of mad about this that or the other and so i just went and like played games until like two or three in the morning i don't even remember and i had a mentoring appointment at eight in the morning so i'm like okay i'll be fine i'll just set my alarm and like i've got reveille on bugle so if you don't know what that is basically it's just a really loud (laughs) so like it wakes me up in the morning yeah (laughs) i didn't wake up for it yesterday which means that I slept through the entire time I was supposed to be in that mentoring appointment. And this is for someone that's paid me. And right now oh. I'm doing a lot of free ones. And so that one I would have been like, okay, oops, oh well. But this one, the guy paid me. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. Did I just do that? So I didn't get out of bed until three in the afternoon because I was feeling so down. And that meant I missed another mentoring appointment that was supposed to be for free. And so I'm just like, uh, today, today, yeah, today's not my day. (laughs) And it's kind of just like, you know, like what gets me out of bed in the morning is that I get to help people and where that really big one where like, okay, this guy has helped me. I get to help him. And like from the get go, like I haven't even woken up and I've already failed him. Like that's not a good way to wake up. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> but but I also think you know to, to err as human, we we're always going to make mistakes in life. There's always going to be things where you're just like, oh, I can't believe I've just done that. 
and and that little that little kind of that feeling inside your chest where you just kind of feel like you've, you've got a piece of paper scrunching up inside you like oh no but I also always think it's it's how you recover from that that is is kind of the mark of you that actually if you if you if you roll over and just think I can't I can't I can't do this and and you know you don't approach it and you don't you don't approach that person and say look I mucked this up I didn't I didn't deliver when I said I was going to deliver how can I make this up to you being the grown-up and being the kind of right how can I how can I resolve this because you are going to beat yourself up for any mistake you ever make far more than anyone else is going to oh yeah because people you know people get it people get how life is if you just say look I'm really sorry you know with anything in life if you if I've, I've mucked this up or something came up or whatever it might be how can I make this up to you people will be like yeah great okay you annoyed me that day but come on let's let, let's move on you yeah. you you will you will always be you know as we were saying earlier on with the voices in your head and all that kind of thing those voices will will beat you up far more than anybody else will they will hold a grudge far far longer than anybody else will um yeah. So I always think kind of confronting those fears and just and sort of facing up to yourself and saying, come on, then what are we going to do about this far? It's just it's, it's, you know, it's, it's far better and far less anxiety inducing as well <laughs> to just do it, to just rip the bandaid off. Yeah. Well, it was beautiful about is like you were saying, like people are forgiving. Like I, I, when I finally got out of bed and got to my phone, I just texted him. It was just like, hey. I am so sorry. Like, I did not put myself in a place last night to where I would be up today to be able to serve you. Can we reschedule for tomorrow or Friday? Like, I want to make sure that I'm giving you the value I promised. And he was like, yeah, like, you're forgiven. I get it. Let's do tomorrow. 8.20. (laughs) <laughs> he was like 8 30 and i'm like if i'm doing an hour that's going to cut it short because uh i've got this other appointment like right immediately following he's like okay 8 20 i'm like let's do that um it, and we had an amazing appointment earlier just before i got on this call with you kate mm. and um like it was really good and this other person like i rescheduled for the same time this afternoon actually a half hour later because there was something just before but like people are willing to adjust and what i find is really interesting is um with my wife she um had some stuff she wanted to talk with me about last night and um i won't go into detail on it but just it was one of those nights where the conversation is going to get had because it needs to be had and um, I had a guy's night last night where we played some games because like, uh, my wife had done some girls' nights and I'm just like, I need a guy's night. Mm. <laughs> and did that until like about a half hour before midnight. So I got home like 10 minutes before midnight. And I like, I wasn't tired because I slept till three in the afternoon. <laughs> so stayed up played a couple more games and then finally went to bed and then my wife's like okay it's time to talk and i was like okay cool and stayed up until four in the morning last night so even later but 
I was like, okay, regardless, I'm waking up for this mentoring appointment. Like, I don't care what it takes. So I set an extra alarm with the bugles just to make sure I was going to be up. <laughs> I woke up to the first one, all good and fine. But it was like, I don't care how tired I am. I know even in a tired state, I can deliver. I am going to deliver. Mm. And let me tell you, like today is so much more busy on my schedule than yesterday. Like I've got two or three or maybe even four times as many appointments. Wow. Yeah. But like I've got like five or six, maybe seven. Mm. And I'm just like, you know, like, sure, maybe I don't have as much sleep as I would have wanted, but I'm still going to deliver. I'm still going to be present as like, I'm going to do what it takes and maybe I need a 10 minute power nap in between something. But like here talking with you, you probably didn't guess that I got less than four hours of sleep last night. (laughs) No, no, I did not. (laughs) And so for whatever reason, but still coming from that, maybe I didn't recover as much as I wanted to yesterday. Mm -hmm. And yet still I recovered enough to where today I'm going. Can I, can I recommend a puppy? Because if there's one way to get you out of bed in the morning without fail, a puppy is it. <laughs> well, my wife wants a cat and I'm just like, you hated cats when we got married. Like when we were engaged, like you just, you it's wanted to literally thing. just get a kitten and then get rid of it when it was a cat. And now you want a cat. What? They do, they do grow up. Um, right. And I'm like, how do you, you're not going to be able to do that. Like you're going to grow attached to the kitten and you won't recognize when it's a cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, when when there when there's an animal that that requires to go outside to the for a loo and once once their breakfast and they don't care what time you went to sleep, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I definitely want a dog, and it's uh, my wife wants an outdoor dog, and I'm just like I have never experienced an indoor dog, so I don't know. <laughs> What's an indoor dog or an outdoor dog? That's the reason my parents never had a dog. Because <laughs> my... an outdoor dog and an indoor dog, what one that would actually stay like stay in the yard or come and live in your house with you? Right. So my okay. dad grew up where like the dog could be outside or inside, and my mom grew up where it was just outside. So when they got married, they decided we're not going to have a dog because my dad wasn't going to not let the dog inside. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. for that and potentially other reasons we never had a dog growing up oh yeah i have to i have to say when we we did have a, a dog growing up and and it's not it's not normal to to kind of keep a dog outside anymore in the uk i suppose it, it must have been a, a long time ago but i think we are also as i mean this is sweeping generalization but as a nation we we are we are a bit obsessed with our household pets um sometimes a little bit too much um and so i did have a, a dog growing up um who was an inside dog um and then when when we got off our, our first dog there were very strict rules because when i was growing up there were very strict rules the dog was allowed in the kitchen was not allowed in the hallway was not allowed here was not allowed there so <clears throat> my my house is not as big as my father's house was when we were growing up so it wasn't that wasn't really an option um but you know the dog was allowed to do this but wasn't allowed on the sofa wasn't allowed this 
the second dog arrives and i suppose it's like a second child when you when you when you the first child everything is by the book and you follow the rules and everything there are a million pictures of every every time they've they've done anything at all um and the second the second child is just like yeah whatever they let them go feral um this our second dog is allowed on the furniture she comes she comes and wakes me up in the morning but literally she jumps on the bed and runs up the bed and then sticks her nose in in my in my nose as if to sort of breathe and go are you alive because if you're alive come and get come and wake up because i want my breakfast <laughs> so i don't get the opportunity to sleep in ever <laughs> my children would sleep for days but the dog won't <laughs> yeah well i remember like in my dad's parents house my grandparents they had an indoor dog until they until it passed and we'd go and spend the sleep over there every now and then and like we'd make sure to shut the door so they wouldn't come and wake us up in the middle of the night because <laughs> they would just roam the house and just every now and then you just like wake up with this wet muzzle next to your face and you're just like whoa yeah yeah that's 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 that's, that's no fun at all <laughs> nah. especially as like a kid where you have not had a dog and you're still like paranoid anytime you touch the dog you need to go wash your hands because yeah. it's dirty because it's a dog yeah and yeah really interesting stuff yeah yeah I, I i still can't cope with the idea of dogs licking your face i can't i can't be doing that i know people who sort of kiss their dogs i can't be doing that no yeah, um no. just her nose is enough her nose is enough to wake me up <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> Yeah. yeah and that's an interesting tangent to kind of tie it back around um not, not like it's a bad tangent but just tie it back around um going back to your story you you were head of the pta and then what because yeah, so i feel like we kind of went off on a tangent before we got to the crux of the change we did we, we did a bit but you know any excuse to talk about the dogs as far as i'm concerned right. <laughs> um so yeah i i did I, I did all the things that I that I should do. There's bunny ears again around that word should. Um, then when I got, I went to go and get a proper job um, that would fit around the children and would have the pension and would have, you know, was sensible and was the, you know, had a career progression and all of those apparently important things. And and again, I was miserable. I was miserable working for somebody else. I'm not good at working for somebody else. I'm I'm too opinionated. I'm too gobby, as my, as, <clears throat> as a couple of friends of mine would affectionately <laughs> refer to me. Quite gobby, yes, I am. Um, and and just and had whether it was an epiphany. I suppose twenty years ago we would have said it was a midlife crisis or whatever it was that was just enough. Enough now. Stop yeah. mucking about. We get one shot at this. This is, you know, it's time to it's time to play properly. Um, and and again, so I just so I stopped and thought, I'm not going to fight this anymore. I'm not going to fight the 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 pressure of being who I should be. I want to find out who I am and who I want to be and who who I who I was meant to be. Um, and again, that much like we, we talked about earlier about that idea of purpose, having that pressure, 
that you know who you are meant to be has enormous pressure and and oh, yeah. um i was talking to to somebody last night about the word potential potential can make your heart sing with the promise of what could be and it can also crush your spirit quicker than you think because of the pressure of you know that that voice of the high school teacher saying oh well you're not living up to your potential or whatever it might be um but it also or, or has... even just um that you see where your potential is or you're not fulfilling it and you're just like <sighs> mm, yeah and it's also we're back to it being your one big juicy life is it your potential or is it what other people think that you should be doing um I talk, I talk a lot about good eggs. I don't, I don't know if this actually a very good question. I don't know if this if this translates uh, over uh, over in America. Um, the phrase of somebody being a good egg. Do you know what would, would you know what I mean by that? I know what that means as to anyone yeah. else that don't know. But it's yeah. just like, are, are they maybe the equivalent would be like if they're a good apple or a bad apple? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, it's something my grandmother always used to say, and, and it's it's obviously stuck with me. And I talk a lot about, you know, being a good egg and I work with good eggs. And it always makes people sort of smile a bit and then want to want to, you know, I remember people actually saying, I want to be one of your good eggs. OK, fair enough. But I love the idea of this, of the idea of an egg, because it, the egg holds enormous potential. The mm-hmm. egg can be, uh, you know, you think about your the the you know the the egg that you've got in a box in in the in the in the larder can be could in theory be a whole other life it could be a chicken or it could be scrambled eggs or it could be it could make a cake or it could make could do a million different things all in this very it's one small quite understated looking package um and i think there is such potential in an egg and there is such potential in us it's a question of where we want to be, to be directed, where we want to be going. And again, we are the only pe- people who can answer that question. Working out what, what your potential is means understanding where your path is um, and where understanding where, where you actually really want to go, what you want to be doing, where you want to be serving people and helping people and, and uh, or, or you know, going off grid and living on your own and, and just being at one with the wilderness, whatever it is that is the right thing for you, doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter what, what the women in the PTA or your, your high school, you know, your high school maths teacher or whatever, none of those things actually matter. At the end of the day, when you go to sleep, whether you are whether you have a partner or, or, or otherwise, when you go to sleep at the end of the day and when we shuffle off this mortal coil, we are on our own. So we might as well make sure that what we're doing is the right thing for us. And if you are a good egg, the right thing for you will actually be the right thing for a lot of other people too. That, you know, if you're a good egg, you're not going to be doing things that are going to harm or, or, or endanger anybody else. Being able to really listen inside you and working out what that is, what the yoke, what the yoke inside you is. Yeah. And being able to then rewrite your version of 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 your life is incredibly empowering is incredibly exciting and terrifying um oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because there aren't that you know it's it's ripping up the rule book 
yeah. it's that beautiful Robert Frost poem about the the um, the path less 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 travelled, the path path um, less taken. Yeah, so that it's two, much easier to follow. Yeah, two two roads diverged in a yellow wood, mm. and once upon a time I knew the whole poem and could tell you it. And <laughs> so did I. And I, 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 I took the road more travelled by, <laughs> and didn't remember the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> But I've taken the road less traveled by by doing my own thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and wouldn't wouldn't the world be an awful lot happier and a lot a lot more engaged and a lot more I'm gonna say it, a lot more spiritual if we were actually just listening to our to our own to our own moral compass and our own our own higher thoughts, whatever that means for you. Yeah. Um how much more interesting life would be if we were if we were all on on our own journey rather than following the path of it that everybody else was doing well and even i'm sure you get a lot more of experiencing this than um it depends on where people live but birds in the forest mm. um and there's not really any forests around where i live so that's why i said you probably experience more than i do um but like how boring would it be if you went into the forest and every bird was trying to sing another bird's song hmm. it's like it would sound disharmonious because each bird is meant to sing their own song not another bird's song and so even if each like even saying like there's five birds and each bird is trying to sing like if we call them one two three four five and bird one is trying to sing bird two song and bird two is trying to sing birds three songs and like so on so forth and bird five hmm. is trying to sing bird one song it would sound worse than each bird just singing their own song because each bird is meant to sing their own song. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that's you're absolutely right. Each bird is meant to sing their own song. And together they sound beautiful, but if you're if you're singing the, if you're singing someone else's song, oh that's lovely. I might borrow that. May I borrow that, please? Absolutely. <laughs> Cuz like there was an episode recently where I I had thought of something very similar, but um, just like hey, I, I've heard this before, that like if every bird, if only one bird in the forest sang because it was the best, how boring and how sad and quiet would the forests be? Mm. And so, like, I, I was trying to take another episode, go along that train of thought, and didn't end up going there, I think, but like it's so true like we all are meant to sing our own songs and, and that's where it really gets under my skin when someone tries and tells me what to do and i'm just like okay recognize where they're coming from because most likely it's from a place of love or concern mm -hmm. and yet they don't understand yeah they, they literally just don't understand because they're doing the same thing their parents did to them yeah. Or they're doing yeah. the same thing their friends did to them, or they're doing the same thing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever the relationship was, they're doing the exact same thing that was done mm -hmm. to them. It's like, oh, well, I was told I had to quit my dreams. I was told I had to sit up, sit down, shut up, and get a job. I was told I had to yada, 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 fill in the blank. Yeah. We've all heard it, we've mm -hmm. all been told it. And and just because you had to crush your dreams, why does that mean I have to crush mine? Why does what why why is it that your the path that you took chose to take 
why do you think that it's any more appropriate for me than it was for you? Um, right. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's the thing I talk again. I, I, I love the idea of, of curiosity. Um, asking the question, just asking it a little bit further, delving a bit further to see, is that the right path um, for you or for anybody else? Not taking things as they stand, just asking the question because it's as you say if it's done with love and if it's done with love and compassion and you ask that question you will come to a better place of understanding of that person and it may well be that that person comes to a better understanding of themselves i've got a a, a picture up on my wall that that, uh, that i love um that just says positive disruptor that i love the idea of questioning always from that pace of love and compassion. So you're not, you're, 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 I'm, I don't want to be disruptive to, to break anything down. I'm just, if you, if you can, if you can ask those questions, you can ask those questions of yourself and you can ask those questions of other people for, for a better and deeper understanding of, of why you're doing what you're doing, why anybody else is doing what they're doing. Again, I think that, that love of curiosity and that ability to create and, and create something new and fresh and different for yourself that feels right is an incredibly exciting thing yeah it, and like don't get me wrong it's hard to do your dreams mm -hmm. but i think it was jim carrey that said hey you can fail at doing something you don't love so why not try on the thing you love <laughs> That, yeah that might have been the closest i've come on a quote instead of paraphrasing <laughs> the thing is i, like that. I have yeah. the general idea so that's that's where it counts <laughs> oh i have to say i'm 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 famous for not quite managing to get the quote right or or getting the quote right but but misquoting the person who <laughs> right right like well gandalf said this it's like, actually that was dumbledore <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that i'm 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 not i'm not one to remember any of those things <laughs> yeah it's like it's so true it's like if you can fail at something you don't love why not try for something you do mm. it, and people don't like failure so much like so much and i've talked with like uh I've become a little bit familiar with Asian culture. Like my dad um, did a two-year service mission in Korea when he was mm. about my age. And so he brought some of that culture back into like with him and ended up growing up with that in my family and just martial arts and all those types of things. It's like they say the beginner or the master has failed more times than the beginner has tried. Mm. It's like, what yeah. is failure? Yeah. Like I failed yesterday and yet today I succeeded. It's like, does that make me less of a person though? That means I am more determined from here on out to make sure I wake up for my mentoring appointments. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's a really good point. And I think this is something that, 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 that had eventually dawned on me that and actually when it dawned on me was like a crushing blow that the, 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 the number of times where I hadn't tried something in case I failed. And actually the, the thing that was the most 
the biggest failure I've ever done in my life was not trying in the first place. Yeah. And actually the only way that you can do anything about that is to go and give it a go because what's the worst that can happen? And this is the thing with, with, with anything in life, what's the worst that can happen? Um, and when you're lying in bed at night worrying about whatever it is that you're worrying about, to just ask yourself that question, right, what is the worst that can happen? And if the worst happens, what happens then? Because if you've got, if you've got a plan for the worst that can happen, anything else is going to be a breeze. Right. Um, and, it, and I think if, in, in, in any way, in any industry, in any, in any business, in any anything, you have to try things in order to work out whether they work because you never, you never know. I mean, it's, it's rare, but you, you're the first, your, your first stab at it may be exactly what the, what the world needs. But actually we, we don't, we don't learn through hurrah. I've succeeded. There we go. I'm off. I'm off now. We don't learn through that. We learn through failing, looking at it, seeing what went wrong, seeing how we can change it, seeing how we can treat, tweak it, replan it, give it another go, review it, learn it, keep going, keep going. It's, you know, that's, that, that's how we learn. That's how we learn. That's how kids learn. Um, you know, making, making mistakes is the most important part of learning. Um, in, in school, that's, you know, that's what, if, you know, if you're, if you're fortunate enough to have a, uh, a, a teacher who will get that, they'll tell you that, that making a mistake is the most important part of learning. And then somehow when we, when we mature and become adults, we're supposed to get it. We're supposed to know what all the answers are, which is of course, complete nonsense. Right. Complete, how, like, all of a sudden, like what, when you graduate, you, you just get this massive tome of all of the things that you will ever need to know in your life. Here you are, we're back to Dumbledore. Here, here is the book of everything. No. And, and again, that's one book of one person's version of how all of this works. Um, how about how about where, where's your book? How was where's your book of learning? Um, and I think when we when we stop learning, we die a little bit inside. If you're not learning, you're not growing. Then what's the point? What's the point of, of doing whatever it is that you're doing if you're not if you're not getting a little bit further and a little bit better at it every day? Yeah, and, and to go along with what you were just saying, with um, sometimes you get it right right off the mark, and other times you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked with people on the podcast before about intuition. I mm-hmm. feel like using your intuition gets you so much closer to the right mark. Mm-hmm. And yet sometimes it won't be dead on. But if you use like, if you combine a little bit of science with your intuition, where you take that thing and okay, this is my hypothesis. I think this is going to work. And, and then you test, okay, did it work like this? Did it not work like this? And you come at it from all these different ways. It, it's like, if you were taking a flash photograph of an object in a dark room that was like a particular shape, it's like, okay, well, look at it like this. Okay, it's a circle, but then you come over 90 degrees. Okay, now it's a rectangle. And then you, you discover that it's actually this weird prism cylinder something thing. Mm-hmm. When you turn the lights on, it's like, okay, I discovered that it wasn't this, but it was this in all these like the blind men and an elephant yeah it's like oh it's this and it's this and it's this but it's none of those it's all of them yes yes exactly that um and 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 it's the same with decision making and it 
of any description, whether you're trying something or, or, or you're just trying to make a decision, you can only make the, if you can make the best decision based on the information you have at that time, then it's not the wrong decision. Yeah. If you are ignoring what's going on, if you're not ignoring what you're saying, what your intuition saying, what, what you're saying inside and what the outside what's actually happening in the world, um, you know, if you're ignoring those things, then yeah, you can easily make the wrong decision. But if you're making the, the wrong, the, a decision, whatever that decision is based on the information, the best information you have available at that time, it can't be the wrong decision. Right. And I've heard it said before, um, I might not get this hundred percent accurate, but it, it, that's actually a perfect example. So something along the lines of a decision made at 80% accuracy today is better than a decision made at hundred percent accuracy tomorrow. Mm. And just like I was just saying, they're like, I think that's what it is. And I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm going to say it anyways. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you would have well. gotten, <laughs> you would have gotten zero from that if I had waited until I was a hundred percent sure. Yes. Yeah, exactly that. Um, yeah, the knots, the knots that we tie ourselves in trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Because that's what all of this boils down to, isn't it? It's just you're trying to do the right thing by taking the wrong cues. So whether that's the path you take in life, um, whether that's doing the things you should do, whether that's, you know, making the wrong decision, whether that's trying, not attempting something to worry about failing. It all boils down to that, doesn't it? I think so. Mm. And it's like, what is right? I'm a believer that there's absolute truth that exists. Mm. And yet even with that, there's different ways to come at it, mm-hmm. at least to an extent. And even though there's absolute truth, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's an absolute path for each one of our lives. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm a believer in absolute truth and yet personal power of decisions in your own life. Mm. And and like, that gets into belief systems and I don't feel like this conversation is going to go too deep that road. I've had conversations like that previously, but it just each person gets their own life. Each person gets their own set of choices. And I absolutely honor and respect people that try and help you make better decisions. That's what I do as a mentor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, you and I both, we're, that's what we're trying to help people with. Yeah. Um, and, and yet the decision lies with the person. Mm. Yeah. And it, and it has to, it, that, that decision has to, has to, if, if, all you can do is ask the questions that open back to that word curiosity, ask the questions that, that open their mind to be able to see the, see the path that is the right one for them. Um, and that's why it, like, with, with anything else in life, there are no guarantees that if you're, that if you're, if, that if you can't open, if you can't be receptive to those different ideas, if you can't be receptive to being curious about which path is the right path. Um, then, then you're going to then you're going to get stuck on the on the path most traveled right and to take a smaller example of this is like with me in the podcast that I'm running I started back in August of 2019 released mm. seven episodes over the course of a year and four months 
so like less than less than one episode every two months Mm. (laughs) and for people starting up a podcast that's just like whoa no you have to be like at a minimum like once a month and like if you can do it bi-weekly or weekly like that's how you're supposed to do it and blah 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 and it's like that's what i wanted to do and Mm. yet with how i was doing it like I, i got caught up on what's the next thing and i would let that stop me instead of just saying okay well this is this thing i'm gonna do that even if I have to figure out the next thing tomorrow or next week. Mm. And then finally back in December, um, I had some stuff come to me, like inspired me and was just like, oh, I can do it like this. I can share vision board successes and have guests on to talk about their stories. Mm. And uh, I told Kate here at the beginning that this episode's coming out in May from the core recording date that's like let's see that's not quite like it's three days shy of four months from recording date that this episode's coming out and it's like that's crazy (laughs) but but that's the thing when when you find your thing when you find your spark when you find the thing that is the right thing all, all of a sudden, you know, the, the universe, who, you know, whatever, whatever higher power, if you believe in a higher power, whatever higher power that, that is, will just go, right, there you are. That's it. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> you found it. Here you are. Here's as much of it as you could possibly handle. <laughs> exactly. And it's like almost all of the guests that I'm hosting have come from one post mm. in one Facebook group yeah. about podcasting. Yeah. And it's like there's other people in that group that barely get a response or two and for me it was the right time the right place the right people and it's going and for you listeners like it especially if you've listened to this point in the episode like you are gaining value from these conversations i'm having with people and that's what makes it worth it for me like there's still the part of me that's like hey maybe the listeners will sign up to work with me but like, I just get to provide value. I get to provide insights and help people realize, yeah, you get to choose how to live mm-hmm. your one big juicy life. Mm-hmm. You get to choose if it's going to be full of juice or if it's going to be full of mud. Yeah. Like, it, and to me, that's the value that I get from hosting this podcast is just knowing that whoever does listen gets these insights that like they're for me they're super valuable and and me knowing what i know already it's like how much more valuable is this going to be to people that are learning from what i'm saying where i might be just spouting off things i know already like bringing people on and me like bringing that together it's just powerhouse of knowledge powerhouse of learning exactly and 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 debate as well actually having a proper conversation around around a subject how much how much you and i have learned from this conversation and 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 hopefully those people who are listening how much they will have learned and and maybe that that way of kind of thinking away thinking something in a slightly different way how how much power there is in that 
allowing allowing you to think that there might there may be a different way or there may be a, a different nuance or a different shade of whatever it is that you're doing that may be a better fit for you that may be a a, a more positive way forward uh, is incredibly powerful absolutely and, and to finish tying that point that i was just making back around to where i started making the point from is like um but it's funny how like get on a tangent we get to tie it back into the conversation <laughs> but it's like i i had this gut feeling to start a podcast if i hadn't started a podcast when i did then back in december i might have just been trying to start a podcast for the first time and wouldn't have wanted to try having guests because it would have been like oh i'm not sure like i should just get some episodes out before mm. and, and i would have been stuck was it the absolute answer for my whole podcasting journey when I started back in August of 2019? No. But was it the right answer then? Yes. Mm. Yeah. And, and was this the right answer now in December of last year? Yes. Mm. And am I going to keep finding the right answers? Yes. Why? Because I keep going. I keep saying, okay, what's the next thing? Let's do it. Yeah. Take, taking the pressure off yourself, allowing that, allowing that gut instinct, that 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 intuition, that that you know, listening to that spark, um, and and following that and seeing where it takes you, is is fun, as well, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's a lot more fun than doing the thing that you feel like you should be doing. Um, yeah, follow the spark. These conversations I have on the podcast, like, it is so fun. <laughs> like sometimes i might like look at it and be like oh that's an hour that i'm gonna have to spend talking with someone then like i get into it and i completely forget any of those socks like, <laughs> we gotta talk about some cool stuff <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> it's like i mentioned as well like i share vision board successes and kate i'm not sure have you had experiences with vision boards yourself Mm, yes, I love I love vision boarding. Um, I it's one of the things that I, that I help some of my clients with because it is incredibly powerful. Um, and in fact, mine is literally directly in front of me, um, yes. and and is a is a is a daily reminder of of not only the, the the sort of the tangible things that I want, but also the way that I want to be. Um, and. <laughs> I, I don't know if, I don't know if this is appropriate to share but the two things that I come to most I've got all sorts of things on there I've got my you know pictures of my family I've got pictures of um you know the, the house that I want in the, in the future and the way that I want to be there's a woman doing an almost impossible pose on a on a uh, stand-up paddleboard doing yoga that I can't possibly imagine that I'm going to be able to do anytime soon but she's up there so at some point I will right. um but but the two things that are that I come to most are not the pretty pictures that I've cut out of, of magazines of the aspirational lifestyle or the whatever. Um, in fact, there's, there's three things. There's a picture of back to back to Disney again. Um, you seem brave. Uh -huh. We're going back a few years, but I have a picture of of uh, of her with her amazing orange flowing hair. Um, with with the with the bow and arrow because she follows her heart she follows the, that spark inside her um so she looks at me a lot um i have a, a sticky post-it note 
uh, that I look at a lot that says no one else knows what's going on either. <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 if in all of us, none of us know what we're doing. We're just all winging it. <laughs> well, maybe you bring up a plan, but for how long that lasted in the grand <laughs> scheme of life, isn't that just winging it? <laughs> We're all just winging it. Um, and then the, the other one is do the thing that matters. If in doubt, do the thing that matters. Do the thing that your that makes your heart sing. Make Do the thing that lights you up, that, that gives you that spark, that gives you that joy, that gives you that reason to get out of bed in the morning. Do that thing. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And actually kind of gives me some more insights for me on vision boards and other things I do like I've got a hero board mm-hmm. and there's like 20 some odd people up on my bedroom wall just heroes I look up to um, yeah. and to share the vision board success for today before we wrap up it's do five pull-ups which oh, yeah. at the time like that was an accomplishment for me now this one only took me a couple of days because I put it up there November 6th of 2018 and took it off November 9th of 2016. And it wasn't even consecutive. It was just do five pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I think I struggled to do one, if that's any consolation. So I think that's Right, amazing. which is why I just put it to do five, period, <laughs> not consecutive. Because... <laughs> Uh, upper arm strength is not something that I have developed a lot and that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. (laughs) Um, But it's also small steps. You know, you can't, if you're looking, if you're looking up the mountain and you've got a crick in your neck from where you are to where you want to be, um, you're not going to get very far looking, looking up like that. You've got to look at at what's directly in front of you. Small, small steps to that big vision. Oh yeah, like going cross country road trip or walking up a mountain. Like it is one step at a time. It's one mile at a time. It's one length of headlights in front of you at a time when it's at night. Mm. And that's life. Yeah, it's yeah, one step exactly. at a time. Exactly. You've got to keep your eye on where you're going. Um, but the odd detour now and again doesn't uh, doesn't hurt. <laughs> The, the odd detour if, if, if the sun looks if, if, if sun looks particularly lovely over there or there's a particularly pretty flower or whatever a bird song as we were talking on earlier on as long as you keep your keep that big vision in 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 mind of that path that you want to travel um yeah. you'll find your way there exactly and honestly that's kind of just what i try and bring each episode back to is that you get to choose the path in your own life you get to choose how you're going to rewrite your stars you get to choose what you're going to rewrite them to say like maybe when you were growing up it's the stars in the sky said academic Hmm. (laughs) going back to you and maybe now they say business coach And does that mean that it's final? No, like it's only final when like you finally hit the, like when you're finally six feet under. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And 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 having the, the freedom to, to realize that you, you know, 
20, 30, 40 years ago, you got you got to choose one path and it was probably chosen for you. Um, we don't we don't have that anymore. We get to choose our own path and we can change our path two, three, four times over. Um, and that's uh, again, we're back to what back to that word. Why? If you want, if you understand why you're doing it, the method and the means of transport can be many different things. Um, but if you're yeah. if you're if you know what that spark is, you know what that why is, you know where what that vision is. It's exactly. um, it's it's a it's a lot it's a lot more fun that way. <laughs> it, it is, because right back to what I said earlier is like, if you can fail at doing something you don't love, why yeah. not try for something you do? Yeah, exactly that. That's and why. um, anything else that you'd wrap up here with, Kate? No, I don't think so. Other than the fact that I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed having a conversation with you, and I and I hope that listeners will enjoy our conversation as much as I have. Same. And for those listeners looking to work with you or find out more about what you do, Kate, where can they find that information at? Um, so you can come and find me on Instagram. I'm Kate Davis Coach, um, or my website is katedavis.net. Excellent. Sweet and simple. <laughs> I, I, I get other people in here that are like and this and this and this and i'm like we'll make sure to get all those descriptions but kate davis is an easy name to remember a lot easier than a lot of other people i bring on which i i just got to put a plug in i love names like they're powerful mm. um, and, and cool or basic or however you want to describe it like each name has their own power has their own uniqueness and amazingness to it yeah their own resonance yeah and for those looking to work with me or find out more about what i do be sure to head over to starlightmentoring.com or you can find me on facebook or linkedin uh, facebook slash starlight mentoring uh, linkedin you can put in the search bar starlight mentoring just got that page up this week and be sure to check out more episodes of the podcast because we've got awesome conversations like this. Super awesome to have you on today, Kate. And our listeners, remember, you can rewrite your stars. I'm bringing people on to prove it's possible, just like Kate showed us here today. Yeah, Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Take care now.